boring about this and details of how you change over, but if you want to carry on getting ad-free Rahula Stippers, then you have to move to ACAS Plus. The monthly badger system will continue and it will be to back uh, my other projects, my other non-commercial projects, such as Twitch of Fun, Self-Playing Snooker and Stone Clearing. But if you're into Rahalastapur, you have to move over to ACAS Plus. You can stay with both systems or you can choose which one you want to go with. But there will be more information coming up very soon. Thanks for your time. Now listen to this ad-free, apart from this ad, feed-free fee. Thank you. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who never eats mixed berry saleros. Why do you keep asking me about it? Richard Herring. Hello, my finest friends. Welcome. Welcome, one and all. It's still Easter here in the past. Hope we're having a great time. Uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. I was talking to Mr Cadbury's parrot. Yeah, it's Easter. Remember Mr. Capri's parrot? He calls it Rattlestopus. He can, he can speak because he's a parrot. It's fine. My, um, I wanted to do one more bit of uh, Easter egg-based material. Uh, we bought our kids um, Capri's cream eggs, Easter eggs this year. Uh, and my daughter was very excited about it and then so disappointed when she opened it up to discover it was just a hollow <laughs> shell. Which, and then I've seen about three adults saying the same thing <laughs> on Twitter since it happened. And so I am imploring Ian Cadbury, the inventor of Cadbury, who was, cru I believe he was crucified for our sins 2,000 years ago, but he rose again. Make a fucking full-size Cadbury's cream egg, you coward. What's wrong with you? No, and I've seen people can make them at home. People have sent me loads of links to that because I mentioned this on Twitter today. I don't want a homemade one. I want to go to a shop, buy an Easter egg that's Cadbury's cream egg, that's a Cadbury's cream egg. You take the top off and then you have to stuff your face into it <laughs> and eat all the Cadbury's cream egg stuff out. I don't care. I don't care about the calories. I don't care how much it would weigh. I don't care how that it would be literally disgusting. <laughs> Get the fuck on with it and make it. It's what... It's not important what it's like. Cream eggs are horrible even when they're little. The people voted for this and you must do it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I would like to thank uh, for Kickstarter backer George, uh, who backed the, um, backed the Kickstarter campaign at a high level. And he said, just slag the name George off for a bit. That's what he wants, which I'm not... Um, everyone I know, George the Incompetent Sandman's called George. It's not as stupid just because it's an old-fashioned name. Um, the four kings had, didn't they? And then four in a row, and then there's been another one or two. Six altogether. I don't know. Just, just fulfilling my remit on that, and that's done. Slagged that off. Um, I've been looking it up on Instagram a little bit, and you get, you know, Instagram Reels. They, they give you a little suggestion about Instagram, Instagram Reels you might enjoy. And I've noticed that nearly all of the Instagram Reels they suggest to me are ones of young women with fairly large breasts <laughs> wearing bras, jumping about. And I'm quite... I think I've only watched, like, about 10,000 of those. And so it's, I find it quite offensive that they're all that. And the train spot a bloke. That's, why, that's all I get. <laughs> That's what I get. Find it a fair... Come on, Instagram. So, what's that wrong with them? <laughs> Why 
Why do people do what are they what are they doing those girls? <laughs> Why are they doing I like I like it, but I don't I don't I don't, I don't understand why they're doing it. Makes me feel strange. Anyway, my guest My guest this week, do you get a lot of those coming up as well? Yeah. No, you don't, madam. No, I was talking to your significant other. He he gets a lot of them. For some reason, just me and him for some reason. They've been pointing us out. Don't know why. My guest this week, he's the third guest in this series who is best known for their appearance on the Podge and Rod show. We must get Podge and Rod on sometime. <laughs> Will you please welcome... He's also, of course, in Lindmo. He was on Lindmo, wasn't he? Will you please welcome... The incredible Daro Brian, ladies and gentlemen, from Lindmo. He's from Lindmo. Daro Brian. Welcome. Double siders. Double siders. Good evening. How are you? Tell us about Lindmo. Do you remember being on Lindmo? What the hell is Lindmo? It's a Scandinavian oh, chat yeah. show. Scandinavian chat show. Yeah. With, uh, that nice lady uh, yeah. who does that. Lindmo. Me. She's Lindmo. Called. Yeah. And before me, there was a. It was all in Norwegian. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the, the most Scandinavian audience you've ever seen in your life. Uh, mm-hmm. And incredibly beautiful, perfect skin, glorious, open-minded. And then they shift from Norwegian, which is a fabulous language. Um, that's a Norwegian phrase for you. Okay. That's the Norwegian for you'll never get out of here alive. Genuinely. And my pronunciation would be perfect. And then, they, and then they brought me on and I started doing stuff. And I do stuff quite... I speak quite quickly. You do. I do speak quite quickly. You I should listen to I, you on one and a half times on a podcast. <laughs> Fast. I, it, I find it difficult not to speak quite quickly, mm-hmm. even though literally it has limited my career. <laughs> uh, and, you know, there's things that, had I ever been forced to really listen to myself, I would go, hey, why do we keep going, eh, all the time? I should stop <laughs> doing that. I should probably start doing that and it might help my career. Uh, but don't do that. Uh, and so... But I went on limo and I just went for it. And you can see the look of fear in the woman's face as I'm doing it. Bang, 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 bang. And it was like, okay, I got to the end of the 10 minutes having just banged out some stuff about Norway and some observational jokes about Oslo. And she went, okay, thank you, Darren And then every just turned when the whole thing immediately reverted back to Norwegian very happily in a real what the fuck is that kind of a a vibe but it was yeah it was great yeah Yeah. Podge and Rog Podge and Rog uh, two very very funny people uh, who are uh, who have loosely linked to the whole Zig and Zag empire uh, and Justin the Turkey whatever big legendary characters yes and they had their own show because they had this thing called a scare at bedtime in which they would tell ghost stories these two characters because they're famously very scary Uh, they also came on the panel once the panel was a chat it was a a show I did in Ireland which was just people sitting around the table and there's one particular episode and it was me and people like Andrew Maxwell and uh, Ed Byrne and a couple of the comics and they came on and they just fucking trashed us and it was just (laughs) the most lovely piece because we were like oh cock of the hoop we're all young men being comics is great and we brought on two puppets who just fucking destroyed us Uh, (laughs) and in a real in a real kind of oh Ted Burns is here not getting as much work as he used to are you Ed uh, and then this kind of shit like whatever you're not as popular in England are as he used to be this kind of stuff and we just tore into us so all, all the time in the world for, for Podge and Roger yeah okay Yeah. can you believe it's uh, nine years since you were on this podcast no I can't I genuinely can't because nothing has changed <laughs> it's, it's honestly uh, I am having I am having sort of PTSD for a health uh, it is the, which by the way is no help when you ride into 
your diary, which is how your family works now off thing, and if you just write Rahulstapa and then turn to your wife at six and go, no, I'm going out. And she said, what the fuck is that thing in your diary? And I go, it's Rahulstapa, as I said, as I run out the door. And she's like, what the fuck is it? Now, she still doesn't know. And for all she knows, I'm spying or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's that would make sense. We're doing a, no, a Norwegian chat show. So yeah, was it 2013? Yeah, 2013. So you were very early. I mean, I, it's, so that's what's weird. It's, I think those... Because we started in May 2012, so yeah. it's been going oh, for God. ten years, basically ten years now. But it will have accelerated that in the past for people who are listening at home. Um, but uh, yeah, but so, but you know that you being on, I think, oh, that felt like three or four years into it as well. So, so the early ones feel like they were really spaced out. Yeah, and then and yeah, but it's, time is a weird thing as we get older. You're 50 years old now, Dara. I am. I am. It's 50 yeah. this year, yeah. 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 How are you feeling with that? I find it feels solid. It feels like, yeah. you know, I no, I ditched any sense of, you know, <laughs> I'm a young man skirting around the things, whatever. I remember having a conversation once with Lee Mack not that long ago uh, backstage or something where he went, yeah, 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 you, like me, you still think you're a new comedian, don't you? <laughs> I went, fuck, am I not? He goes, no, you're late 40s. So I'm kind of settling into um, yeah. your venerable you know, older comedian status now. The, yeah. uh, not as, you know, other people get booked. That's fine. It's their turn. <laughs> uh, and I'm a bitter and angry in any way about that. It shows I've not done it for a long time. Uh, and then my job is to amplify other things, is to retweet and go, hey, mm, what an ally I am to young comedians coming through. <laughs> I love their work. Oh, it's so, it's so exciting to see this format on new people coming through. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, and doing their fresh, exciting thing, these cunts. Uh, and so... But I'm, yeah, I'm, I think I'm quite so happily slipping into that now, the, yeah. uh, that, that zone. Yeah. yeah. Is it, as a non, as a human being rather than the comedian, if such a thing is possible for us comedians? Who knows how they think? <laughs> Who knows how they think uh, in these situations? Perhaps it's very depressing for them for they have nothing yeah. left. But yeah. I am a comedian and even nothing left, it works for me. It's grist to my comedian mill. It is all fuel for the fire that burns for you it, digs into you, drags you down, makes you angry about the failures of your life. But for me, they're hilarious anecdotes. So fuck you, I've chosen well and you have not. Uh, I think you've, you know, you've always... Really? Do you get a round of applause or nearly a round of applause? <laughs> quite as hostile and demeaning to an audience as I was there. You have made shitty choices. Uh, I, however... I'm able to weaponize things that just depress you. Uh, so. When they get home and listen to this a bit slowed down, they're going to be fucking <laughs> furious. Be, Whoa! Me. <laughs> I was just carried along by the bonhomie and the Irish charm, uh, and all of a sudden it turns out I was the victim in this. Damn you, being another reason to be depressed. As a man, uh, do you feel like, do you feel your powers are, are, are fading and waning as a 50-year-old? I, I think right. 50's sort of all right. I'm, yeah. 50, I'm nearly 55. So. Okay, uh, yeah, I do, I do think it's the last... Good one. Yeah. I did, because uh, I couldn't have a party because it was in the middle of Omicron. Yes. Uh, and so I couldn't have a party. And I did want to have a party because I think the 50th is the last party at which you can do an upbeat speech. <laughs> uh, hopefully, obviously people have had bad luck, but I think the speech at 50 where you go, Christ, what a fabulous journey it's been. <laughs> and you hug your wife and you look at your kids. As opposed to the party at 60 where you go, I just want to say a big thanks to Aurora who's been with me for the last couple of years and has really got me through some <laughs> difficult times. Uh, and you know, Know, then of course there was the illness uh, and so the last 10 years have been pretty tough but uh, but you know so thank you the three of you who are still friends with me after all of this that kind of 
who were there. They excitedly, my kids couldn't be here because they don't care. Fuck them all. I think 50 is the last but kind of positive, triumphant one. I, they, think, uh, you're right. I think you are correct. So I may yet hold a party just because then I can make a speech. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> the amount of actually universally beloved speeches you get to make where people are just totally on your side yeah. is limited enough, like in life. They'll be like at your own wedding, yeah. you know, the... Uh, uh, you know, at a funeral of a loved one, okay, that's an easy, that's an open goal. Uh, and <laughs> fuck me, that's gold. That's so easy. The tension's in the room already. It's fantastic. Yeah, Boom, everything is say. Oh, they're fucking <laughs> on your side. The, uh, and then maybe something like a, like a birthday party that's there for you. But, the, yeah. uh, but after that then, when you're, ho- when you're actually having the party in Spearmint Rhino, that's a bad, <laughs> that's a bad 60th birthday party. Yeah. Where they go, look, we've got to be out of here at eight because the new shift come on and they're less happy with me. Uh, that, yeah. Father and bride, maybe. Father, maybe. Oh, that's a little, yeah, absolutely. I suppose that would be, yeah. Because again, expectations are low. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is just the thing that comedians, I presume I speak for all of us, uh, yes, hate is laughs got by people who aren't funny in situations <laughs> where the tension makes anything they say funny. <laughs> and that fucks me off. <laughs> uh, and in, in ascending order, uh, vicar, uh, funny vicar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Person shouting something at tennis, uh, getting a big <laughs> laugh. Uh, and then mildly funny line in a dramatic play. Uh, just fucks me off. Yeah. And I, I, you can't sit at a four o'clock showing of some, you know, of the mousetrap and then have all the people go ho ho and then go, it's not a fucking joke. Uh, and <laughs> I will go up there and I will do jo- If you cunts are laughing at that, you fucking strap yourself in, bitches, because I am going to fucking unleash hell on you. If you thought, oh, not so much Jeff. Free, ho, 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 <laughs> fuck you. Wait till you get 10 minutes of my classic material. That is. Again, you can't do that Wimbledon, though. You can't just stand up and go, hey, is anyone ever considered? I yeah. think you should give it a go. I mean, yeah. like, now you're over 50, I think you'll find you can do things like that. You can stand it's up in place and just go. It's not quite, I grow old, I grow old, as you wear my trousers rolled. <laughs> I'm 50, so I can just fucking do material in centre court uh, between the points. Like, yeah. Has anyone noticed? Uh, <laughs> That you do stuff, do your stuff. No. Yeah, that would be good. Unearned yeah. laughs. Fuck How that. did you fight? You must have uh, struggled during lockdown, Dara. <laughs> with that. I feel like it maybe is coming out tonight, but is. Uh, <laughs> Proud. I was. I, you sort of, I did not sort know of, who I was. Did I exist? <laughs> was I anything without without strangers appreciating shit I did every fifteen seconds? I was nothing. I became vapor. I, I became just air. I was. I was. I could see to him was like a ghost to ghost with no genitals. Uh, <laughs> a popular theme on this show. Uh, but it was. I. I did, there was a kind of. I get this anyway during between tours. Uh, that I get very fidgety when I'm not touring because yeah. I'm not getting, I'm not doing the thing, and I and I and I'm not, I'm nothing without the thing. Uh, so it is. I, I there's no me. There's no there there. Uh, it is. There's no. There's no I, who, who is? Who is? Who is this onion? Uh, we peel it with the layers. It's already middle of the onion. No, this is more onion all the way down. Uh, and it is. But the, it, it was all onion. It was just like two years of onion. Two years of an onion you couldn't open. You couldn't take the fucking cardboard off the outside of an onion. Uh, how do they grow the cardboard on the outside of an onion? That is astonishing. And why don't more products do? Because it's literally... Car- anyway, but the uh, I... <laughs> Find it away as ideas that need work. Uh, and so, but no, I was, I was nothing. I was really kind of... I mean, obviously, I was a, I was a father of the three who homeschooled yeah. and it was all that stuff was going on. Like whatever. But it was also... It was a, it was a real flick because my wife was a doctor. It remains a doctor. <laughs> in the past tense. Unless <laughs> shit's gone bad in the last week. Uh, 
was it, and she'd be off doing that that stuff like whatever, and then she'd arrive back in, and I would like a like a fifties housewife run to the door when she came back and go tell me stories of the world, tell me stories of things <laughs> of what grown ups were talking about. What were the grown ups talking about? Because I had been trying to teach it to a three year old how to read, and it is not fun. So, uh, so yeah, it was. I found it very. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the short answer is yes. Uh, and <laughs> I found it weird. Yeah. You took up. Well, you know, it didn't take up, but you you started photographing the sky. I right? did. I did. I, I dorked out a lot. I became yeah. uh, total dorkers, malorkers. The uh, uh, and because I bought a telescope and then I bought another telescope and then I bought cameras for a telescope and then I bought other telescopes under which I bought other cameras and I went really big in the whole thing. And then I wrote a routine, which kind of went, I wrote a routine about it because I thought there was funny stuff in it. I don't know why I thought there was funny stuff in it. The uh, but I wrote a routine about it. It involved the line. I don't know. It's just fucking star. It's just they're just dots. They're just fucking dots. Uh, and. <laughs> And anything of the big, they just, they just get more dots. That's all you get, right? <laughs> and then I went and did that, and that worked okay here in the UK. That worked okay. They're just dots routine. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to Ireland, and the audience were like, "Ah, oh, no, no, no." And it was really kind of sweet because the audience went, "No, you really like this stuff, so we don't believe you." And it was really nice. The audience all went, "No, you you don't believe it. We don't believe it. You're a big fucking nerd, uh, and it's no, and you can't suddenly back away from it now." And so I dropped the material because it was right. clearly uh, the audience. No, you're lying about this. So I went and I sat in the garden. And I did that. I, yeah. I did that, I, and I continue to do that when I can. Yeah. Did so you discover pick. any new planets? No, I don't. No, you don't. No, no. What the fuck? This shit. People <laughs> doing this. We've been doing this for fucking ages, right? It's not like... <laughs> irritating is when Galileo did it, like for his first telescope, Galileo discovered three fucking moons in the first month and then went, that's enough. Uh, and then he put the telescope away and did not pick the fucking telescope again, I think. It certainly didn't discover any more shit. Nothing else discovered for 80. But Galileo went, bang, 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 that's all new, lovely stuff. Name them after me, job done. Why, what, what? Oh, yeah, the fucking... Yeah, oh, okay, I'll sit in the house for the next 40 years. Uh, and... The, uh, that's the part of the history of Galileo's life. Uh, <laughs> and he finally got forgiven hundreds of years later. But, the, uh, so no, a lo- it's all been discovered. It's yeah. not like I look and I go, whoa, what's that thing? Uh, and I send it into, a, 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 somebody goes, oh, wow, we didn't, we didn't see that before. I suppose you could, if something got flung, uh, flung I mean, that's a fucking plot of deep impact. Uh, yeah. If something gets flung in from, from the asteroid belt or from the, you know, the, uh, the outer reaches of it all, like whatever, the, uh, it, then if it comes in, yeah. I mean, one of them could be mine. I have a um, an asteroid named after me. Okay. Yeah. The uh, which is four nine four nine zero one O'Brien, which sits in, in the asteroid belt in between Mars and Jupiter, and and I can we can I can see you can see the thing. I do, I wouldn't be able to see it, but you but the, it's mapped the right. the orbit of it and how far away it is, like whatever, and that could potentially get bounced into uh, an orbit that would destroy life. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Imagine. Imagine the press for that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I could pick and choose what I did that day. Uh, no, I'll do Lorraine. Uh, I want... <laughs> Lorraine's always been good to me. She's always supported me during the quiet periods. Uh, fuck Norton. Uh, and I'm trying to get on Norton for years. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, really? Am I not good enough for Q anymore? Well, fucking Lorraine has stuck with me. I'm doing everything. We're going to an hour special, me and Lorraine, who is a big nerd herself, by the way. Okay. As you must know, obviously, the... Uh, uh, and, <laughs> I don't but Lorraine, would be fun. we'd be all over that. Like eleven o'clock yeah. in the morning on ITV, be fantastic. Yeah. Space, space to do it. What did you think about the uh, the guy? I've forgotten his name. Who thinks that the asteroid that passed, or the, the the thing that passed through the solar system, was possibly a bit of a 
spaceship. Did you see that? Guy? I saw. I, I remember hearing that that being a topic, doesn't I? Yeah. I didn't know there was a guy. I didn't yeah. know it was Bob's theory, uh, and that <laughs> therefore I should pick on Bob. You know, it was it was mentioned. Thing. I mean, you genuinely you, is it that guy? You want to focus on the guy who who said this? Or well, there was a guy because he sent me. Uh, they sent me oh, his sent book oh, to, right. to be on, and I didn't. I didn't buy it. It felt a bit von Daniken to me. I was hoping you'd say Eric von Daniken. <laughs> Eric von Daniken, Chariots of the Gods, uh, was an enormously popular book when I was about, you would have been late teens, I was early teens. Yeah. Um, and Eric von Daniken wrote a book that said basically, that said, oh, ye, all of the, the pyramids are in the same uh, because people came along and made the pyramids and these things are all connected and it's all oh, fucking horseshit at the highest order. <laughs> uh, and, but occasionally you meet people who really go for it like yeah. the, uh, and who, really, who still believe it and who say it to you. The, uh, and I won't say, I was going to say something but I'm not going to say it because it's unfair. Um, <laughs> She did an entire fucking podcast on BBC One about fucking conspiracy theories, uh, and it was ridiculous. But the uh, but the uh, but yeah, Eric Van Daniken was it was a character of the gods he wrote like whatever. Yeah, but it is yeah, it might be rendezvous around. It might be a thing that has stuff in it that would yeah. physically because when we when when Voyager, which we've sent out, eventually hits. Uh, another, you know, solar system, whatever, it will just fucking shoot past them at a stupid speed. Yeah. And, and like, we've took a record on it with loads of stuff, you know, um, with, and pictures of some guy with his cock out, yeah. uh, as hand in the air, the kind of, uh, look at me, what threat do I pose with this? Uh, and, the, uh, and, and the woman going, mm, I know. Uh, and, and then pictures of, and like sounds of, you know, Bird song and stuff like that. Like yeah. It's a very random thing. And we sent out this record and instructions is how to build a record player. Yes. Uh, it is like whatever, yeah. And, then, and a flyer for Tower Records. Uh, and so, because <laughs> once you build the first thing, then you start buying vinyl. Uh, and <laughs> the idea is we get them hooked on buying vinyl. Uh, and then they're in Manchester all the time. They're going to all these little shops, like whatever. And they're all going, oh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's, that's an alien making an alien noise as he flicks through the soul funk. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, I've been looking for that. Uh, and so, and then they go way down with vinyl and they don't think to fight us. That's okay. the, uh, that's the aim. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all shit they bought before, 40 years earlier. Uh, so it's, that's the fucking twist, you know, that's why we're building up the vinyl industry again. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the question? It doesn't matter. Well, you, I, was, I was watching you talking to um, uh, Stephen Hawking. Yes. The day, I and mean, it wasn't today, but he was... No, no he's we not haven't spoken in a while. God uh, uh, but... Um, but he kind of he he was pissing on a lot of uh, of Chips. possibilities of the like yeah. time travel. Um. Oh, he's a, he was a fucker for that. I yeah. said it to myself, uh, and I said, "You're a fucker for that." I said, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> and your silence speaks volume. Uh, and <laughs> he was a great man for delivering a punch. Genuinely, a great man for delivering a punch. And a little bit later, he was very good at that. He yeah. would fucking because it, it would take him a while. God love him to do the thing. Uh, and type it out like whatever but then he would deliver the punchline to whatever had gone on sometime later he was very good at that kind of stuff. but he did uh, he posited a, a theorem that said you can you can't travel backwards in time you can only travel forwards in time because it'll create kind of I don't know it'll create paradoxes too, too many paradoxes it can't, it can't work uh, thus killing Terminator and Back to the Future yeah. and, and also Back to the Future the musical which would be an awful shame uh, <laughs> just was that I see I, I mean I'm in that and it's great and we're a happy team uh, and I play the headmaster uh, I can't McFly. Uh, I'm able to come out with it because I only have two scenes. Uh, I run and do them really quickly and then I'm out again. Uh, oh, McFly. Uh, and, but, but, the, uh, it, but Hawking's killed us and so we had to yeah. shut it down. We've shut the play down now. Uh, and, and that one about the temptations going in instead uh, from next week. So, uh, yeah. 
But he was against sort of... Because, again, in the papers today, they were talking about sending out messages to yeah, try he, and get... Here we are! Come and, come and get you're, us! You're sending a beacon. And uh, he, they're they're so far away, they wouldn't come and get us. Yeah. I mean, the thing is... Yes, I'm not... You know, anyway, like, I mean, he's a very, very smart man. They, uh, but it, and it is, that is essentially what you're doing. You're announcing yourself. But we're looking for people announcing ourselves. We, don't, we can't get there. Uh, so, like, I mean, six, this is always the, oh, the thing about that we never said in Stargazing Live. There are a number of things we didn't say in Stargazing Live, uh, you know, and among them was, we're never going to get there. Uh, we say, oh, okay, oh, it's amazing, all the planets, oh, all the universe is, we're never going to get there. Uh, and, <laughs> but we'd never bring it, because it's just too fucking far away, it won't take yeah. too long, like, whatever, it's grand. And they all talk about, oh, we'll do multi-generational spaceships. But if you're in a multi-generational spaceship, in other words, you, the crew, have babies, and they grow up, and they then man the crew. At some point, 30 years later, the babies will go, we've never even seen Earth fuck this shit, and they turn the space around and they go back to Earth, like whatever's what yeah. they would do. Like, yeah, so. Well, they could send robots, right? They could send... They could send robots, yeah. you're absolutely right, yeah. yeah. And the robots could send pictures back and do all sorts of things. Like, yeah. Yeah. Would it be cheating to have sex with one of those robots <laughs> just yeah. before they... Especially if, just before they went on the mission? It's never cheating then, to have sex with yeah. a robot. No, uh, oh, you mean within a marriage, within the framework well, of... Well, if you were married, you're married now, and I'm married now, if just before they popped off, you said, I'm just going to fuck the robot that's going off to... <laughs> and then it's not like... The, you know, it's just a one-off thing. Even if your wife doesn't like it, you go, it's all right, they've gone now. They're definitely not coming back. I definitely... Um, I, like, I have the, la the laminated card that, yeah. you, that old married people carry, like, whatever, and I've got a number of Hollywood starlets. Yeah. And then the robot that goes to a distant <laughs> planet is the number one. So I'm allowed fuck the robot if such a situation... If we're in a bar and at the next table, I go, hey, are you the robot who's going to space? Uh, and he goes, yes, I am. And then you can fuck the robot. Yeah. And also the robot won't know. No. Uh, so it's okay. Like, Yeah, no, I think, I think you're always... Well, if they I don't know if they've been fucked, they're not going to be good about finding if they found another <laughs> civilization. How are they going to know if they found another... If they don't even know you fucked them, how are they going to know what an alien is? It would be awkward if the robot arrived at different celebrations that I come in peace and they're like covered in jizz. Uh, and they raise their hand as a peaceful gesture and just splat jizz all over, all over alien faces. That'd be, that'd be awkward. Yeah. That'd, that'd be a bad situation. I never got Westworld. Do you know what I mean? They remade, me, they remade Westworld. I do, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh my God, but the, but the robots have been oppressed. And you're going, no, I get oppression. Genuine human on human oppression. That's a fucking valid thing. Whatever. But these are fucking toys. Uh, I'm sorry, this is Toy Story with sex toys. And why am I supposed to be upset? I'm going, oh no, the vibrators have been misused. They're literally, they're fucking sex toys. I'm sorry, they're very sophisticated sex toys. But it was like, at no stage did they show people being hunted by the robots. And the terror was all, all from the robot's point of view. And you're going... Really? Really? There's nothing. <laughs> remake it again. Yeah. Uh, remake it again with scary Remake it robots. again. Remake it with again. the robots loving it. Oh, loving it. Yeah. We were made to be fucked and we love it. Fucking, you know, but you might as well go, oh no, my vibrator won't st is chasing me around the house. Uh, and somebody goes, yeah, but what about the vibrator's feelings? Uh, it is. It's a fucking vibrator. This is nonsense. I agree with you. Thank you. But my wife does not agree with you. Um, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> talking of uh, aliens covered in jizz, you've written a children's book about science. I have. <laughs> Is that in there? I have. It's called, What's That on the Alien's Hand? <laughs> uh, so the, keep, keep the kids away from the aliens, uh, is the first thing, like whenever they're groupy. Yeah. I've written a number of them. You've actually, written a yeah. few, yeah. I've written three of them. Like, yeah, and Is there anybody out there? Uh, that was, yeah, do you know what? Unnecessary second there. I know, that. I was going to say. Yeah, it's really, really clumsy. And the ink wasted on that. Is anybody out there would have worked just as well? Is there anybody out Although there? Although it is what, I think it is the way a child would say it. So if it's a book. I, the child didn't write the book. Right? 
the point wasn't to ape the voice of a child. Yeah. The point is for me to say things and then the child to be entertained or, or, yeah. or informed by it, like whatever. There's solid bits of, there's loads of stuff in them. There's yeah. loads of love facts in them. I think weirdly here, it's a more difficult place here, the UK versus, uh, versus Ireland. In Ireland, again, they to totally take it on. Oh yeah, you love that shit. Um, and so you're probably really into it. So let's buy those books for our kids. So we get World Book Day in Ireland, they get loads of people whose kids really like or whatever. Whereas here it's like, oh, another fucking celebrity's written a book that cannot be anything useful in this. Why are they all, why are they all killing the book industry, right? And I'm going, <laughs> it's just loads of sciencey stuff. It's just picking things about planets and stuff like that, like whatever. So it's kind of weird you get called into that thing. It's very, this country can be quite cynical about things. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, like, I think especially if someone is someone who writes things, which most comedians I are. I always <laughs> say this, it's the fucking most insane thing whenever I see someone going, oh, you're all just jumping in the bandwagon. You, like fucking David O'Doherty or all these people who actually fucking, we write, the actual writers who just happen to stand up and do this stuff. Like yeah. It's not like we've got a team of people going, fuck me, get the stuff into his mouth as fast as possible. <laughs> uh, because they would be, you know, uh, but it is a, uh, but it's, it's, I think it's a weird criticism to make of comedians. Yeah. Uh, that how dare, they, how dare they write books because that's what we do. That's literally all we've done. Yeah. Uh, for years and years in Edinburgh, like whatever, but people get, you know, I think pe people, are, people are quite cynical in this country. But I think also, like, kids, and when I was a kid, I loved comedians and I loved comedy, and so if the, a comedian wrote a book, you would read the book, which is what you need to get kids to do. So if you're writing a, a you know, science book, look, look, they're very excellent, seven to 12 year old, loads of really fun sciencey yeah. bits in there, and I really enjoy doing them, but I just think it's, it's, it's a kind of a weird. Yeah, it's also, it is, it's not a market that it, that is in service, but there's loads of really great science books for kids, which is a great thing, right? Yeah. It's kind of just another one of those, like whatever, it's nice to be part of it. And you get the odd knock-on effect of people sending you photographs of their kid asleep with a book on them in space pyjamas or something like that. It's really sweet. Or <laughs> on World Book Day, now the fucking shift of tone from the stuff earlier. Uh, and, uh, or look, on World Book Day, the dress as scientists or the dress as astronauts or whatever, holding the book, like whatever. And that's, that's really, really Did I cool. see someone dressed as you on World Book Day? Yes, which was uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an Irish, a young Irish lady, uh, and it really was just a fucking a hat, a cap, some sort of rubber cap on the head, and a big thumbs up. And I was like, "That's me. You got me. You've nailed me. You've nailed the essence of me right there." So it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, and look, I talked to Robin Ince about this, and he didn't get how clever I am. You if the, if the Robin Ince. You know oh, yeah. Robin Ince. I do know Robin If the universe is infinite, right? Yeah. Then everything's meant to be played out somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. yeah. But I think some things wouldn't play out somewhere, right? I think there's infinite stuff, but, but, it's, an inf but it's an infinite so, yeah, so, stuff okay. different so, stuff. Because, like, if there's, an, if there's an infinite number of universes that are exactly the same yeah. as our universe right up to this point, yeah. but from this point onwards, I suddenly make the decision to only speak in Spanish even though I can't speak Spanish and have never learned Spanish. And for the rest of my life, I speak fluent, correct Spanish. Okay. Make no mistakes. Uh, you, yeah, you're making it sound weird, but uh, <laughs> I would applaud the effort. If you, if you move this entire thing into Spanish, I'm, I'll fucking come with you. Okay. Uh, I'll do the entire thing in Spanish with you or some Spanglay version. Yeah, but it's not. Spanish. It's got to be perfect, oh, eloquent perfect. Spanish. That's got to happen if the universe is infinite and everything happens, because that's possible that I could just accidentally. Yeah, okay, but equally, I could make the decision and then no. accidentally do it. I don't think I don't think there is a universe in which you suddenly turn into a beautiful golden bird <laughs> uh, okay. and then fly around the room and shit golden eggs on everyone's head. Right? Yeah. Okay, I think it still has to be a thing that has a causal link to the previous. Thing. Yeah. So you can't. So it's not like. So therefore, not any... everything happens, and no. so that, and, and also some things that could happen won't happen because we make choices. 
Yeah, but there were the idea is that there were places where we would make different choices. Yeah, but I wouldn't make the choice to speak Spanish for the rest of my life when I can't speak Spanish. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm not sure <laughs> how you think you've beaten science uh, in this situation. <laughs> but I, 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 I yield to you. I yield to There's you no point. universe in which I now get interrupted by a phone call and it's the England manager saying, Richard Herring, we've decided to play you in tonight's game. That wasn't scheduled. Yeah, there was no... <laughs> but we decided to have a quick match. We turned together... We, play, we decided to play Russia at football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite the international consternation that will cause, and also your playing in goal. We also need you to sing the Russian national anthem <laughs> as you present a dove to yeah. the Russian captain uh, and in your support for the denazification of Ukraine. Uh, yeah. No, all of it is wrong. Uh, all of it is un- unhelpful. This, like, whatever. Yeah, there are things that, that won't happen. There, yeah. You're up there that things that won't and happen. And so if there are things that won't happen... That means you can still have an infinite number of things that can happen, yeah. but they can just be an infinite variety of different they things. Might, look, they'll all broadly all be very, very similar, yeah. I imagine, and, and tiny little things will branch off like whatever's grand. But the minute you change one thing. That's, that's a different... You're, now you're doing the butterfly effect. Uh, and <laughs> if it's just one tiny thing, then, oh, then the other side of the universe. Uh, okay. thing that happened in Japan. Right. Uh, it's just yeah. something I'm interested in. No one else is. I can tell from the... I, I, can, feel, tell, I can tell from the atmosphere in the room. I feel we were, we were, we were cooking on gas earlier. Yeah. Now, fuck me, I it's gone cold. But, uh, I, and, but unfortunately, geez. we're in the universe where I've decided to talk about nothing else. <laughs> uh, blockbusters... I kill that fucking franchise, didn't I? <laughs> if, I <laughs> if they come to me yeah. and do blockbusters, yeah. what I would have done, beginning of every episode, on air, yeah. I'd have gone, now, listen to me, you pricks. <laughs> Anyone says, can I have a pee in a funny way, you're off the fucking game straight, okay? <laughs> Fuck off if you do that. Right, on with the game. That's what I would do. And then I'd just on play it straight from there. I mean, why, yeah. why was it necessary to do it on air? Surely you could just quietly say it Because you need to let everyone know that that's, we're stopping that. That's uh, what, and then you you'd nip that in the bud. Yeah, no okay. one dares, though, do it. Fair enough, yeah. I mean, I mean firstly, peas do appear. And people have to literally say the word, <laughs> can I have a pea? They just say it not no. in a funny way. <laughs> they say it like the this. Audience, you have to actually say it to the audience more because the audience are so hot for that. Uh, they are, it is actually number four on the list of unearned laughs. <laughs> Behind the vicar and the tennis and an afternoon play is, can I have a pee, please? And the audience all go, ho, 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 ho. And then kind of an E, please. Uh, retro, ho, 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 yeah. right? The, uh, so. the, uh, but it was very difficult. And it actually, my silent thing was that you'll never see me laugh at it. I wasn't doing thing whatever, but I always, I didn't, I didn't look stern and... <laughs> Oh, don't come at me with this old material. But I kind of like, okay, I just, I just did, I just gave him a pee. I would have, I'd have punched a couple of them just, really? to, just to let them know, and then bonner me after that. Oh, of course, just yeah, then yeah. back to, yeah, let's yeah, enjoy no, the that's, game. That's probably a good way to host a quiz show, which yeah. is you, you give a couple of slaps early, uh, you establish your alpha male status within yeah. that room, right? Yeah. And then they're so scared that any warmth from you at all, it becomes amplified by the contrast. And they're going, oh, he's being nice to us now. If you do the entire thing in some weird, like, split, per- bipolar, I don't know what the term, I- I'll use the wrong term, I don't want to use the wrong term, but like, where you're like veering violently between really <laughs> negative and then really kind, and they have no idea what's going on, yeah. so they're, they're, all their instincts are thrown. Yeah, that, that, no yeah. one has tried to do a show like that. No, uh, no one has said, try. let's take an L format. I mean, I don't know, you know, let's do, Every second counts like that. Uh, <laughs> you're just punching the shit like whatever. The one that we should bring back is the Henry Kelly one. Yeah, going for gold. Going for gold. Yeah. 
right? But going for gold hosted by you, yeah. saying to be from a pan-European base of, 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 of contestants, yeah. where I go, hello, I am Hendrik. Shut the fuck up, Hendrik. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing on an English language quiz show? You're clearly disadvantaged here. Uh, and then... Or when they say, because Going For Gold had the thing where every time they would go, he would have a round called, who am I? Like, you that? <laughs> yes. yes. And he would go, the next round is, who am I? And he said, who am I? And then myself and my sister, who were about 14, 15, so I would always go, Henry Kelly. Uh, and, but that, that, if everyone did that yeah. instead, that every time we would do who I am I? I don't think I'd be allowed to host gold, Going For Gold because I have admitted on this podcast that as a younger man, I used to... Wank to the gold? <laughs> <laughs> You wanked to I wanked to going for gold. If it was like an attractive <laughs> European lady. <laughs> but just it was very difficult to want. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Welcome, Marina from Belgium. Fucking hell, look at Marina from Belgium. She's not doing it. She's not even swaying in a sexy way. She's just standing there, looking nice. And, and then you have to get furiously battering away. Fucking hell, Marina. Before Henry And then no, I lived it, I lived it. So I think they'd be worried that I would... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking... Don't, bring, don't fuck anyone hot, like, oh, fuck. No, this, episode three is a tough one, because that Spanish woman's on, she's quite sexy. Uh, and he's uh, going, oh, Conchita. Uh, the, uh, and the, was there not a danger as you're doing this? And I appreciate your honesty in this. Like, as you're hitting the peak, right, yeah. as you're getting to the point, right, yeah. that suddenly they flash up Henry Kelly going, yeah. who am I? And you're going, fucking, I don't know who you are, but you're getting in the fucking face. And it's... This is for Conchita. There was a danger of that, yeah. Is I'm they... not sure I ever got to completion, but I tried. Okay, I tried. yeah. I, tried. I... I can't remember. I, you know, I used to... There, it was, you know, there, there was no <laughs> pornography. There was no internet, was there, in those um, days? So. There was no internet in those no days, internet. so you had no idea what was going on. Yeah. The, uh, what was happening in the world? We're all in our little bubbles. The, um, do you know who wrote the, the theme music to I do. It was the guy who wrote all of those. His name's uh, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, who wrote all the music for the uh, yeah. Batman movies, the Christopher yeah. Nolan movies. Bwarp. That guy who does all of that shit, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> that everything he writes is... Bwarp, right? And he, yet he fucking held off the bwarp for going for gold. <laughs> because it's... Da-da-dun, da-da-da-dun, da bwarp. That would be a far finer version if it's just like... The heat is on. <laughs> and you're there fucking whacking furiously. And then... Bwarp. And then... I still get a little twitch when anyone sings it, oh, so... Go wing for gold, wing for gold. <laughs> bwarp. Good. Um, yep. Was it nice doing Blockbusters? It was great to do yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was fun. It was, it was silly. It was nice. And then, uh, and then the company who made it, it was Comedy Central, did it, or whatever. They changed corporate owners, and they suddenly decided to cancel all programs, even though we we're booked into three more series. Oh, oh TV's a fucking weird business. It really is. Uh, and so we we're about to do loads more, and then it just stopped. So the uh, I would have happily done, you know. But that's you know, you say all these things. We would have done more Robot Wars. Yeah, I was going to bring up Robot Wars. Next. Was definitely been happy to do more Go Eight Bit, but they kind yes. of yeah, that was that was a, a possibly great format. Yes, it sort of slipped away a bit. The uh, and that's full of that like kind of stuff. The uh, so the uh, yeah, irritating. The, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. Oh. But thanks for uh, going through the regrets of my career. Well, you know, I like and to I, find I the stare things off that... Into, stare off into the distance and then the camera just comes down to one light as I go, oh, so many losses, so many. Oh, you've, so had many a, you've had a lot of hits, Doris. So I like I've to pick on the, the hits, failures. Jesus, go eight bit haunts me to this day. <laughs> 
Uh, what about one and six zeros? Is your is your new? Done, gone. Finished. Finished no. last week. Finished finish as we record. Finished last week. Let's see where that goes. Very much a you know one of these things which is a format. It was a pilot. It's fun, but the uh, but you know it's all done in COVID era kind of stuff like whatever. And if it was done properly again, we'd probably do it very differently. Yeah. The uh, uh, so don't know. It's very much in stasis, you know. And who knows what'll happen with it yeah. because yeah, we kind of done where you yeah, were you were shielded from the contestants until t- ten minutes beforehand, and they had to stand at some weirdly sort of distant hello welcome to the uh, like the fucking Hunger Games welcome do, do not approach me no uh, I am the standoffish host right and also uh, that for me that has happened a few times that uh, during we did a very very fun run through of it and then we got into the studio and I have a tendency to you know, just to talk. I have a tendency to blurt stuff out and to say things, right? The uh, and especially if it's a fact I know, and that often didn't help because I hadn't read, I hadn't looked. There's only fucking seven questions in the show, but I hadn't looked ahead and seen what they were. And in the first show, it was like, "Where? Let's have a look at the answers." And it was all towns in England, blah blah blah. blah. And I was like, "Oh, Northampton, um, Wolverhampton, Leicester." And I said, "Have you been to any of these towns?" So the contestant said, "I think we were in Leicester. We went to some car park." Of course you did. I said because that's where King Richard III is. <laughs> <laughs> and then a voice in my head went, eh, that's a fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sort of like the coughing major, but you were the I host. Was, you I were was the coughing major. I was going, oh, no, don't, don't answer that. Don't, you fool. You fool, it wasn't Glenn Close. Uh, well, you're an idiot. Like, uh, there were times where there, because there's one of these shows where it was all about, oh, my God, is it or isn't it? We give them loads of options. And there were times where you're marshalling, basically, to go to a correct answer, where they would go, oh, maybe, maybe it was Anne Hathaway in that film. I don't really remember it. And I go, hmm. Really, let's go to the answers again. And they would go, oh, was it Glenn Close? Oh, I need to push you for an answer right now. I now need to push you for an answer. So, yeah, so, yeah, it was... It was so everyone good. won a million pounds every... every yeah, ultimately, episode. it's weird. Everyone a million. And it sank. That's why they're selling Channel 4. Uh, because I kept giving away millions of pounds to nice people. What is this on the debit sheet? Uh, we've lost seven million pounds on this show. Yeah. Um, I want to just check something from IMDb. I don't know if we discussed this last time, but I wanted to know because I don't remember. Uh, There's an IMDb trivia Mm. about you, but a lot of IMDb trivia is not true. Okay, and I'll just put in context, a lot of the IMDb trivia about me specifically is not true because, and I had to trace it back to... Uh, the producer I had on a TV show called The Panel that we did in Ireland would write a fake biog for us every week. I don't know how he fucking found the time in producing the show would write a, like a, like a, a paragraph on each person which is all fake and then for some reason these got percolated into being truth. Okay. Which, which is a, which This is one a, I like and this is, there isn't that much trivia about you on the IMDb. This is one of the main bits. Yeah. Dara once rescued a parrot from his garden and housed it in his garage until the RSPCA were able to take it away. Actually, that's true. Uh, and, but it wasn't me who did it. Uh, okay. It was my wife who found uh, And then she, came, she texted me and said, oh, oh, no, there's an angry parrot in the garden. Uh, and it, it was a parrot for some reason floated into our uh, in the front garden. Yeah. And then she brought it into, there's a garage in the front, and she put it in the garage and said, please come, uh, there's an angry parrot in the garage. I don't know what to do with him, right? And so I came and I have a photograph of the parrot and of my wife looking around the corner at the parrot and go, well, why the fuck do you bring him indoors? Uh, and so it's one of these things where people dump pets on the dump this parrot. Yeah. And the parrot, clearly, the parrot is a cunt. He was an awful parrot. Like, <laughs> God, he was a really aggressive, savage parrot, like whatever. Yes, God. I mean, not in the kind of a piratey way he was going, ah, fucking kill you. Uh, he wasn't like, he wasn't saying tough words, but he was quite squawky and unpleasant, like whatever. You would not have endured this on a boat trip of any distance. <laughs> like, oh, you are a high pain in the hole. You know that? You are the worst fucking parrot. Stop biting my fucking ear. Uh, 
you'd have happily, oh, where's your parrot? Captain Hook. He said, oh, he had a terrible accident when I strangled him uh, and now we're eating him uh, for, for sustenance. But, the, uh, but this parrot was a bad parrot. Yeah. It was an evil parrot. Yeah. You could tell, you could tell in his eyes. He was, he was up to no good. He was scoping the house out uh, and so therefore he had to be removed. But the RSPCA came in and... Yeah. Stuck a net in his head and took him away. Okay. I, know, I don't know what happened to him. I mean, he probably turned up in Rolf Harris, yeah. uh, an animal hospital. Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, I that would have been a classic episode of a, of a bad parrot <laughs> and a Rolf Harris. I mean, difficult to know who to sympathise with in that battle, to be honest. Yeah. I had a conversation once with um, Stephen Merchant about this because he was away and I met him after for a drink. And around the time he said, and for some reason he said. This is really weird. I can't believe that right now, Ralph Harris is in jail. I said, I know, you've been away. This is insane, because it's just after 20 it all had happened, and the whole thing happens in this mad rush of things, like whatever. And we discussed about the fact that when we're both in school, we both knew about Savile, right? Because yeah. it was a common per impersonation. In Ireland, Savile was nothing. Savile was not. I, I'm going to claim this, and it's maybe historically inaccurate, that we all went, the fuck is England doing with Savile? That guy is clearly a nonce. Uh, and we went, fuck that, that is weird, right? He was yeah. among your weirdnesses, right? The, uh, and, it was, and so we all went, Ugh, no. So he never really did anything in Ireland at all, as far as I know. I, could be, I might be wrong with this, but I'm fucking going with this, right? The, uh, and we all went, oh, no, he's, he's strange. But it was always, the, the impersonation of Savile was always, oh, child molest, child molest, child molest. That was part of the impersonation, the standard yeah. impersonation. And we had this moment, we went, Jesus, when we came to the BBC, should we have said this? Should we, are we at fault as much as anyone else by not going in and going, I got fucking serious questions about Jimmy Savile here that maybe you should answer? Because in, in every primary school in Dublin, we knew this. Why did you know this? Anyway, sorry, this is not important to it all. But yeah. No, it's true. Well, we, you know, but that's why I was talking about this with the, the crew actually beforehand. But you know, we, because we, the, now there's a clip of um, me and Stu dressed as Jimmy Savile. Yes, there is. Story, Rich, not Judy. As if you fucking knew. <laughs> as if you well, were the it, whistleblowers in this situation. But, we, but it, I can't believe we were allowed to do it. So in it, we're dressed as the, the day of the marathon. We're going, now then, now then. Oh, yeah, it's London Marathon. I hope nobody dies. And then I say, if they do, Bagsy, I get to take them to the mortuary. Um, <laughs> and then that's it. I'd say there's no accusation made. He, no, was, no, he no. was an ambulance driver, so he just wanted to do his job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but every other time we try to do a joke about Jimmy Savile, our producer would go, you can't do it because he'll sue and blow, you know, so any, any but it was, it was a, a joke thing, an urban myth thing that I, I don't yeah. know, but I don't know if we, you know, no, we didn't know, no, we, no. children did, well, no. maybe the children people, didn't. People, people, victims genuinely came forward and, and they were the ones who actually did this, not any yeah. one of us doing, doing yeah. a funny joke about it. Like with this guy. Uh, it is notable how bad my impersonation of Savile is. I'm very happy that I did a bad impersonation of <laughs> I, I even forgot to do Now Then, Now Then. Now Then, Now Then. I can't do impersonations, I'm very bad. I can't comes up next Thursday. Oh, that's the one God, that fucking joke. <laughs> I don't do I don't do voices. I'm not no. a thing. My Christopher Walken is immaculate. Okay. Yes, God. Oh, Christopher Walken. See, it's amazing. <laughs> it's it's astonishing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Okay, I've got to do more than just the name. Uh, <laughs> I haven't I haven't killed anyone since uh, 1987. Uh, that sounds like Chris Tarrant. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. No. Okay. No, it's not. It's really good. It's really good. Uh, when you when you die, tell the angels in heaven that you never saw evil as incarnate as in the face of the man who killed you. Is it not working? Is it not landing? Yet? It's all right. I mean, I think I think concentrate on Chris Tarrant. I mean, oh, you've got yeah. a really good Chris Tarrant. No, wait. Let me just do the name again. The name hurts me. Uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. Um, today on Instagram, when I wasn't looking at reels, I. Um, 
I posted a picture of you uh, because you were going to be a guest on the oh, show. Oh, sorry, okay. Here's a candid shot of Darby and I took today from it the It was uh, you wearing a tuxedo, and nearly every comment was, oh, fuck, I thought he died. <laughs> Oh, really? uh, nearly every comment going, oh, thanks a lot. I thought he was dead because I'd put a, a picture of you on Instagram. In a, in a uh, tuxedo, the, yeah. the, the clothes of the dead. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is the one I would choose. It's, to, nice, oh, let's, it's uh, nice to know that when I die, yeah. that, the, that the image will be of me in a tuxedo. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the, like a piano player in Russia where they play, <laughs> oh, Brezhnev is dead. The minute it appears to be in a tuxedo, you'll go, oh, yeah. his time has come. Uh, and that's the only, we'd want to remember. I, I, I'm delighted to hear that people yeah. were... Well, I mean, were, it's sort were, of weird that, that so many people thought that. I do have an emergency question, which is, which is do you think the photo that will be accompany your uh, obituary has already been taken? Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because they usually they make it quite contemporaneous. Like the uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, so is there, an, is, is there a dreadful one? There is a kind of a. I mean, the people keep sending me. Um, obviously, the photo of the company would be a picture of a fucking megabus. Yeah, or any of my many lucky likeies. Uh, I mean, it'd be bold to put that on your obituary. I mean, I hope they do. But <laughs> then, I really fucking a, hope a they do. A small picture of actual me, but mainly a picture of the megabus guy, which is even then be an archive. They'd have to find an old picture, the, like whatever. The danger that. of that is people will go, "Oh my god, the megabus died." Oh no, it's all right. It's just. It's our, just our okay, fine. Ooh. I mean, it'd be awful if the megabus guy died. Like, if awful if grew from uh, despicable me had died, but it's okay if the guy who looked a little bit like grew had died. That's okay. Okay, we can we can we can process that grief. Yeah, uh, so it's really sad that, that happened. Yeah, um, no, I mean I like yeah I don't know what what era. It's difficult of... to know because I think well a yeah hopefully you're gone for many years and there may yes. be something in the future that is the biggest thing ever where you're James Bond maybe. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. often they're I, I know that they're broadening the search a lot <laughs> uh, at the moment and they're going look look and and somebody's getting a dry whiteboard and wiping out the words good looking young <laughs> uh, just fit no we don't need that and none of that we've got to take us out the box lads we've got to take us out the box let's go for some maybe balding slightly heavier man Irish uh, but Irish and undeniably probably wouldn't even want to act as if he was you know for Queen and Country would actually. Would, would always go every time they said that. Uh, that's a bit weird. And wink at the camera. Uh, really, me? Don't anyway. Go on, Jesus. Sure, fucking, I'll do it. Uh, every shot's me eating potato crisps. Go. What was that? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, squeezing into a tuxedo, and people going, "Fuck, are you dead?" Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're just coming out of the you're coming out of the casino there, and I just you had the look of a man who was dead. Uh, and I'm very sorry you were dead. The, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, um, no. yeah, but you know, prob. I mean, mock the week, sitting on the, you're on mock the week. I mean, mock the week, but then three men in a boat. Yeah, hang on. What, it's what difficult you, what, to know, isn't what it? What point you going up to? Oh, well, I'm just trying to work out. It's already been taken. Whether whether it. Okay, be. sorry. So what what I would love it to be yeah. would be a picture of me on stage. Yeah. I would love that to be so, a picture from the show. I mean, yeah, that it won't is. Be that. It won't be that. Of course, it won't be that. Even <laughs> though it's me full length standing there, you know, so I'm doing a thing, right? Doing the thing I I actually did most of the time. But no, it'll be a picture of me standing next to fucking Matilda the robot, uh, <laughs> uh, or it's, or some fucking format that only lasted a series because we did it once, like whatever, or some ridiculous thing. The yeah, so it won't be that on a rotating couch for Go 8-Bit. Uh, it'll be that rather than actually what I did is my job. Yeah. The, yes, grad. Or it'll just say, oh, are you going to bring Frankie Boyle back? I think I had an ATM machine uh, shout that at me. But within the last month, 
go because uh, it's kind of weird in, in a kind of a lads it was 13 years ago you've really got to move on right but it's particularly he went when are you going to bring Frankie Boyle back onto Whose Lines It Anyway and you're going <laughs> how can I unpick this how so bring back you know it was then and oh but oh, fucking Whose Line how to explain the, explain the history of Whose Lines It Anyway at this stage a different show oh I fucking give up oh next week I said I walked off with my cat there, I'd like now. to see Frankie on uh, Who's on it anyway? anyway yeah. yeah, they should bring the team back for that. They should do that. <laughs> should she get Tony, she get Tony and Josie and Frankie, uh, and they can all do their games. <laughs> like to just throw Frankie Boyle into the middle of that and just ruin. Yeah. It'd be quite Frank, good just to Frankie ruin just it. fucking blocking every suggestion. <laughs> no, no. Oh, we're here in the boulangerie. No, bang. It's a fucking joke. We're not. We're on stage. Yeah. How is the tour going? So the tour is it? Is it the same tour? Is it a different? No, tour? It's a, no, no, no. I'm one of the. I'm one of the fuckers who wrote a new show during the thing, so the people who are who are who, whose tours were cancelled yeah. have to now fucking compete with me. We're writing a brand new show, <laughs> right. which is really unfair because my tour had just finished right, so when yeah. the, the, the thing came down. In fact, it was very much my tour that caused it. Uh, it's like <laughs> very much like 12 monkeys. If you look at the itinerary of my tour and where the thing broke out, uh, it really matches up in a kind of a scary way. You have to seen 12 monkeys recently, uh, <laughs> which I did. Uh, anyway, but the itinerary was exactly where, I mean, I'm very patient zero in this. Mm, 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 uh, and the, uh, so... Oh, the last time of the tour. Let's all have some bad. You sure? You sure we should? Oh, fuck it, let's do it anyway. Uh, and so, so, um, they, so, yeah, so that ended, or almost ended. There's a couple of the odd straggler gig uh, going on. And then, uh, and then during the break, I, was, I, I came out with a, with, a, with a new show. So it's a new show. Yeah. The, uh, but it's, uh, no, it's going great. It's uh, predominantly Ireland uh, so far, and then some British states, and then they, they take over. But the weird thing about now is because there's a mad cluster of acts coming in who are how it shows already and new acts coming in that actually the UK dates are really spread out because actually everyone wants to be on course, in yeah. various places. Brighton Dome, I think I'm on in June of next year. That's right. how much those uh, those kind of venues have been grabbed already. So it'll go on over the next period. So it's kind of flipped in a really really weird way. Normally I do Ireland throughout it all and do Europe at the end, but we're doing Europe now first. We're doing Europe in the summer and all. It's all just a bit weird and upside sure. down. So yes, yeah, of all the because th like, my big fear at the start of lockdown was if this lasted a long time that a lot of the venues weren't going to survive. Mm. And I know a couple of theatres have definitely gone no, down. No, if you know, okay, theatres have in the main come back or whatever. It's weird when you tour. Have you toured yet? Have you toured? Have you been no, no, just done a few little gigs. When you tour out again, it is like ticking off places that you knew. But oh, that bar is gone. Oh, that chip shop is gone. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, or all Debenhams have gone. So all this main street looks really, really quiet. There's a lot of that as you travel around. The uh, and it's really, really striking because I, so. you become a tiny creature of habit in each different place, that you have your favourite bar in Derry, your favourite bar in Liverpool, your favourite bar in, in, in all those places, as you go around, mm. you, have your, your, you have your local for all of the major places you go, my favourite jazz club in Manchester, my favourite whatever, yeah, we have all of these kind of things. Yeah. And so uh, I will wish to go back to these places again, and it's been a nervous kind of thing of going, are you still going? Is that still, ha is that still a place, like whatever? Because a lot of them are shut. Yeah. yeah so it's a, so people, people, places are just kind of recovering a bit at the moment. Yeah, yeah but, so. but luckily it seems comedy has... The theatre seemed to have survived. And the better. clubs as well, on the whole. As far as I know about the clubs, yeah. uh, they, they seem to be broadly back in. Uh, again, I haven't heard too many victims of it. Somebody will correct us on that. And, Damn, uh, sure they will. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but it is, it seems that you see, oh, that's fucking, you've gone very quiet because it's become, right. you know, about small businesses. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but it is a, um, uh, 
Yeah, it is a thing that the the that I, I think the theatres have luckily, and this particularly for the, I mean they may have had to churn a staff. That's the only thing because I think the most difficult people who found out were technical staff and and casual staff in theatres who didn't fall into the furlough thing mm. and then basically had to leave and and find other things to do like whatever. And it's all very tough. So, but I, I, I far as I know, most of them seem to have come back into it yeah. after about a year and a half. And are the audiences coming back, Chris? Look at this. Uh, well, this this is not a great sign. Uh, <laughs> and this is a poor benchmark and, you know, and has made me think to rescale the tour. Uh, and so there'll be a furious phone conversation after this going, I can't believe it. Like, I mean, you are very much the canary in the coal mine. Uh, and I have carried you down into the... And the monoxide has fucking knocked you out. Yeah. Uh, so... I'm shutting down, baby. I'm shutting down. I'm leaving you down there. Fuck you. You're dead. Uh, Scrat. You can sit in your little cage, your gilded cage, uh, <laughs> heaving in monoxide, uh, and that's the end of you. But the uh, but it is a yeah. And also every time a new wave occurs, ticket sales drop again because people I think go. Ah, fuck, I'm not going to buy a ticket if it's going to be cancelled again. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be repeatedly cancelled. And the, I have very few of these, but tours that have lots of delayed or postponed dates have the 60%, 70% numbers maybe, yeah. and which is bad, obviously, uh, because people have just moved on or, you know, have, the, the dates don't suit them anymore or they've forgotten or it's not happening or whatever. And so you're not getting people in. Even tickets you've sold, you're not getting people in because, you know, it's just, you know, it was two years ago. Yeah. So, so I go to Canada to do it, like a, a tour. The last bit of the tour was supposed to be eight, eight dates in Canada, which is now happening. And I did promo videos from today and it's really like, yes, it's actually finally happening with that old show. Even though I'm doing another show since, yeah. but I'm going to do the old show. Right. And I'm going to go and watch it. I'll watch it in the plane over before, maybe slightly before that, but I'll watch it on the way over. Which is always great, by the way. I've had a couple of times we haven't done a tour in a while and you sit and you watch it on your laptop or something. You watch your own show while stewardess goes, <laughs> we've literally laid on 189 <laughs> movies for you to watch on this flight. And yet you would sooner sit there watching yourself wanking yeah. furiously. Uh, and <laughs> Could you not just have it on a DVD, like on a computer, just on the front of the stage, and just just watch it and then just do watch it. it and then repeat it back? Yeah. I, can, I, can, I can have it played into my ear yeah. uh, and just say the words through really the yeah. awkward time, and then go, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" And then do whatever happened the night I was in Hammersmith that night. Like, shut up! I'm not really talking to you. Uh, I'm fucking. Oh, you're you repair odometers? And the guys go, "No, I'm on the counter." Shut up! Shut up! I'm doing a thing. Uh, and. People presume with the audience chat that's what you're doing anyway. So they uh, see so mine as well. Just make it up, like, Jesus. So, yeah. So yeah, th it, things are happening, and it feels it feels normal yeah. as well uh, to do them and, and do the tours now. But I'm, I'm guessing from your point of view, it's feeling amazing to get back after that that mm. time away. Mm. I mean, I think almost you more than anyone. But I mean, I know, I know most comedians will have feel the same. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but then why me more? Yeah. I just think you. You know, I think you. I do. I love. I, I think yeah. You'd sorry. Really like. Being and doing the job. Yes, I do. Sorry, and, I'm and delighted. And that's do. the thing. I'm sorry, yeah. I thought it was my private feeling, uh, <laughs> but I do bang on about. It. Yeah, no, absolutely, it is. It's great. Yeah. It's great to have done a body of it and to see loads of those dates ahead and to know that these. I'm going to go to these places. I love going to the places, and it's great to do that as well. Great to have a show, and I like this show. The show is a really personal show. It's a really kind of slightly honest show. It's a funny show, but it's like a lot of honest stuff in it. The uh, and because that was you had to do. It, it, it ends up being kind of a serious. It's there's a. It's a show which is very different to shows I've done as well. Funny, 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 but there's a whole big long story about a whole thing yeah. uh, about my family and all that, like which comes at the end, which is a long thing. And actually, sometimes audiences go, "Fuck, I wasn't expecting this." They uh, and you're going, "Well, you're in." Uh, <laughs> and, and I like the luxury of because a lot of formats you do don't suit me. 
don't see me like I mean I'm doing this for 25 years like whatever and I'm well aware of where I fit and where I don't fit like whatever and a lot of things that people have to do really quick things like that like whatever I'm famously slow uh, and don't like talking quickly uh, or getting but I need a head of steam yeah and in it's the six or seven people that scramble you really elbowing in to get stuff like whatever whereas on stage I can drive the speed of it whatever I can slow down and make it fast whatever and I really love the creation of those shows and doing those shows and having that luxury of people in the room like whatever it's a really nice thing to do to have the ownership of right I'm going to pick where we're going to go now and you're in you're in the doors are locked uh, and there's no you're, you're going nowhere and I'm in charge of how this is going to go up and down like whatever and that's 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 yeah. fun to do so yeah I, I, I adore it yeah I mean a lot of people don't, would be in your position and not you know in a in a regular job even just the, even just mock the week if it was just that and it's not just that but to have that and it's been going for all those years and it's this regular income a lot of people yeah. would sit back on that and go, oh, I don't need to do the stand-up anymore. Yeah, but I always felt that TV was just an, just an ad for, for life. Yeah. The, I always felt that, I mean, that's, that's been, uh, maybe an inappropriate thing to say to TV people who go, oh, this is my life. <laughs> and I go, no, you really are just a tool I use. Anyway, love to work with you. Uh, and... <laughs> So I always thought it was just an ad for the life, for the life stuff, like whatever. And sometimes if I have, it hasn't been, it has been its own, has been a format. Like I know it's kind of slightly, think, is that the wrong thing to do? If it's not, if I'm not doing a thing that makes you go, oh, I must see him live, then what the hell, you know. But I'm not saying that Mock the Week always was. Mock the Week is kind of a messy format for me in some ways because it is quite punchy and I don't say very much for large chunks of it. It's become more conversational as a new generation of comics yeah. who are themselves more conversational. It's less elbows and clubby and... Yeah. Here, Who's a series of killer one-liners? The yeah, uh, so it's become more fun to do, but it won't last forever, Mark. Obviously, but the um, uh, but it's always just been a yeah. That, that's fine, but really, got to go see this. You got to yeah. go see when I, I have the whole thing and I can do and I can create the whole show. Sure. So that's always been my thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but there is there are it was really I mean almost you could list them. Um, Jimmy, um, Sarah, um, Bill, myself, Daniel Sloss, um, who do this and also do this grab every international gig we can yeah. do and do that like whatever it's kind of a circle of people who've managed to because the internet spill out into that like whatever and will and want to tour in places like whatever i remember being once in northern norway in a place called Tromsø, northern norway wherever there's about 900 people in i said oh i said this would be great to do a show here god this wasn't happening very often and so we said no bill bailey was here yesterday touche i mean your, your show is as musical uh, it's great. but that's kind of a, and it, and it's and it's kept it fun and exciting because there's yeah. new places to go yeah, so that's that really good. Um, let me ask you an emergency question. Please, ask me any um, emergency question I you want. I will ask you, I'm going to ask I will, you. I will give short uh, answers that are to the point. Okay. Uh, and in no way <laughs> will I drift off into a thing. Okay, that would be a shame, but let's see. Um, I'm lying, I'm lying. Go I know, yeah. I know. Um, if you were put in the chrysalis and could change into anything that you wanted to be, what would you come out of the chrysalis? You could change into anything. Uh, I'd be a backing singer. Yeah. Uh, or in a backing band to Prince round about the um, 1999 tour. Not a time-travelling chrysalis. <laughs> okay, okay. No, it fuck. is. It could be whatever you want. Uh, I just like being... <laughs> you can't go back in time. <laughs> Didn't you listen to Stephen Hawking? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it can be anything at all, but it has to be now. Be... You can be... You could In the chrysalis, you could recreate whatever you want from the past. But can I be gifted to something? Can I be yeah, amazing? No, you, can be, you can do whatever you want. Really? Cheeky, yeah. I'd be one of the it's guys... It's not going to happen. No, okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> I would be one of the muscle men who comes out and used to do that. Do you remember that act? That'd be a great act to have. Bum, bum, oh, yeah. bum, bum, bum. And you'd move your fucking tits up and down yeah. to that. Could you imagine that as a new direction? If I came out and they said, okay, you know him as host of Mock the Week and stand-up, here's Dara Breen. And I walk out in a tux. Oh, he's dead. He's not dead. Uh, and, and then I, I dropped the tux. I'm really ripped. 
really fucking yeah. ripped, right? And then the music starts, bump, 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 <laughs> bump, 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 bump. And then I just moved me fucking pecs up and down. That was a fucking act. That was how easy it was to make a living in this country in showbiz 30 years ago. Go to the Paul Daniels show and just move your fucking tits around. <laughs> You could make it happen. You could work. You could put the work in and do it that. Is. It was like it was. It was. A, it was a choice. That music was so weird. Dun 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 dun. And then you dun 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 dun. Bum bum bum. And you move another muscle around. Almost as weird as stripper music. Stripper music. Do you remember old stripper music? Yeah. Because new stripper music is just I presume just R and B or whatever, and people are in the pole or whatever. But old stripper music. It would be great. To, we had a game myself and Ed once, which was. What music, if you could go on the decks at a strip club and you, you could pick any piece of music and they would have to fucking just go with it because it was like dance two and they had to fucking do the dance like whatever, what would be the worst piece of music <laughs> to do, right? And we settled on uh, War of the Worlds by <laughs> Jeff Lynn with full spoken word introduction by Richard Burton. <laughs> So as they're on the ladies on the pole, you're going, who could have known at the turn of the century that across the, across the universe, envious eyes gazed upon our planet and laid their plans for our destruction. <laughs> that whole thing like, would be very, very good. But equally be weird if you suddenly put the stripper music on. Yeah. That'd be the fucking weirdest thing if you're in some fucking club and somebody's on and you play the bram, 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 bram. Why was that music sexy? What was sexy about bram, 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 bram. And just watch a current dance and go, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? It's fucking classic. Do the fucking whole stuff. That would be a fucking test of any fucking stripper's medal. I think it'd be it would be amazing to watch that happen. It's no going for gold. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's not going, it's no for gold. going for gold. So strip club DJ. That's yeah. who I would be. I'd be strip club DJ <laughs> who the strippers keep complaining about. <laughs> Can you please get rid of that guy? He is not helping the situation. It, uh, it was hot in here. That makes sense. I can fucking dance to hot in here, right? And then, for some reason, it was, you know, Teddy Bear, the country and western song about the... No, you don't know that song. We're very, very obscure. Uh, sorry. Then it was, you know, Simon Shama's spoken history word. It'd be a chance. I don't think the music matters. It's interesting. It is an interesting point about that strip of music. I guess the Morecambe and Wise may have... Killed it as a sexy thing. But why was it even before yeah, I know, that? But they and did people go, oh, I can't wait to this, Morgan and Wise, they make it some toast? I once uh, said to David O'Doherty, um, who's a good friend of mine and a very huge, his dad was a, one of Ireland's legendary jazz musicians and yes. Dave does jazz very well. And I said to Dave, oh, Dave, I've, said, I've come up with a new piece of material. And he said, what is it? He said, it's about how Occasionally, there are classical, you know, I mean, the things that are like canonical in culture uh, and you haven't seen them, you read them or, or listened to them, whatever, but you've heard the reference to them repeated, like whatever. And I said, and I, so like, I, so I finally said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to listen to Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. I'm finally going to actually take that journey and listen to Kind of Blue. And it's really surprising when you listen to it because it's actually just the Benny Hill music. Uh, <laughs> I mean, slow down. Like, and he does it for seven minutes. I mean, he really does beautiful things with it, like whatever. But it's very definitely just a Benny Hill music. <laughs> and David Riley went, never tell that joke. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I'll ask you, I know you uh, may have been in last week and heard this question, but uh, I'll ask oh. you the question 
about um, if every art gallery and museum in the world got together and said you could have anything you wanted because they loved you so much, but only one thing, which one thing would you do? Do I line them up so they do not know? So they're all the curators <laughs> of all the art galleries are going, pick me, pick me, pick me, or don't pick. I don't know what, what deal with the devil we've made, whereas I went, I want that, I want that, I want that. I would go on a fucking spree. Can I do it like a supermarket thing? Yeah. Where I've got a trolley and I'm just firing fucking monies into the case and I'm just grabbing shit off the walls like whatever and I'm going. Yeah, oh, why not? Yeah, fuck it, that'd be great. I want everything. Fuck that lot of is. Uh, and I'm on roller skates pushing my way to this kind of super gallery of like whatever. There's a ton of things I would take. There's a ton, I would take Rodin's uh, Big Metal um, Doors of Hell, which is in the Museum of Doors, which is fantastic. Just these inscriptions of people just writhing and paying, like, well, that's amazing. Uh, I would take anything by, anything by the, uh, the Impressionist base. Nothing pre-1850, nothing fucking biblical based, nothing, no classical stuff. <laughs> Boring. Uh, and <laughs> all of it, I damn you all. Uh, and, uh, and then, oh, anything by um, Jack uh, Yates, uh, who is Ireland's legendary um, Impressionist painter, fabulous man. Jack Yates, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the work of Jack Yates? I'm not very familiar. Brother of William Butler Yates, who yes. was himself one of Jack Yates is Ireland's greatest painter of all time uh, and it's really interesting he, incredible incredible impressionistic work but his peak period started when he was 71 when he was 71 he'd done about 800 paintings that stage and between 71 and 95 he painted another 1600 paintings and they're wow. astonishing they're incredible and they're all based on memory and they're all done from memory because he just sat in Dublin painting all these vistas he'd seen during his life but in an incredibly kind of impressionistic way it's weird. there's an entire wing of his work uh, in the National Gallery in Dublin which is incredible and worth, and worth seeing and like whatever but actually probably I'd nick a Bridget Riley. Okay. I nick a Bridget Riley. One of the large canvas Bridget Riley's from the mid to late eighties. Uh, and have one of those, like whatever, and and go for that, like whatever, because I, you know, I love Bridget Riley's work. I have incorrectly called her Bridget Christie in a number of interviews, <laughs> and that has been very interesting. If you go, oh, and you've an artist, I go, oh, Bridget Christie, and they've gone, that's weird. Okay, you really love her stuff. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, her geometric work in particular is incredible. Like the yeah. S-cap. She had to draw Greg Davis with a lipstick this week. That was quite good. Oh, could, I, didn't, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't oh, seen it yet. No, you no, no. You no, can no, take no, that, yeah, one. Yeah, that, yeah. that one. Yeah. Haven't been on the show yet. Man. No, we haven't been on that show. I was going to ask you. And do you know what's really irritating about, about Taskmaster? It's at the end of my fucking road. <laughs> uh, and it's actually now on the maps. It's on the map. So when I do the school run, I get to the, I get to the turn at the end of my road <laughs> and the map says Taskmaster House. <laughs> mocking me. Mocking me for my non-participation in Taskmaster. Like that. It can yeah. only be a matter of time. It's harder for us middle-aged it is to get on there. Oh, it's so tough now. Uh, oh, we're not woke enough to get onto the show. Are we not? Is that it? Is that it? Are we not, cool? Are we not new enough or diverse? I'm Irish. We used to be diversity. Uh, we were diversity once. It was incredible. You'd have me or Ed or both. Oh, Oh, both was too much. Uh, and, <laughs> and you go, incredible, we've got so many voices from so many different communities. And now, now we're just thinking, yeah, no, there is, I, I know where the seat is. Uh, if, if, if I ever get asked to do it, I know what, the, what my chair is. Uh, and I'm ready for the ironic reinvention uh, when that happens. Oh, I only knew him for this, but look at him now. He's so game for a laugh. Uh, it's incredible, yeah. But end of my road, literally end of my road. Oh, well, don't let everyone, everyone can work out where you live now. Can they? Yeah, it's the end of your road. Okay, Do you live in the have golf to get club? to the Taskmaster house first and then work backwards. Yeah, everyone uh, knows where the golf, the, the, the Taskmaster house is. Oh, but, shit, I'm giving too much away. Uh, you have to move. I'll take your house in, in Chiswick. That'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fine for me. Um, 
Oh, anything exciting coming up, Dara, that you would like to? Is it just touring I'm going forever? to tour the shit out of this show. Yeah. Uh, and I'm loving it, and it's all beautiful, and there's a bit, oh, and I'm going to do the hell of it for the next year. Um, and that, that's the predominant thing. Yeah, TV stuff will come and go, and, and who knows, and we're back in mock in September, but, the, uh, but predominantly I'll be, I'll be talking nonsense the, uh, and <laughs> doing that. The, uh, so, yeah, that'll, that'll happen a lot. But, the, yeah, so it really, yeah, it's, honestly, without break... I even though, however, I, at the end of the summer, for example, I go back to Canada and finish off the previous tours with the dates that were supposedly supposed to happen in March of 2020. Yeah. And I'm still looking forward to doing that. Because like, you had to escape from America, right? I, to... I, I, I the race. I was, I, I, I'd done America. It's the first time ever I'd done America, which is real. That's a tough to break into that bubble of America. It's tough to break in. And we yeah. got some people in, but there's a lot of it was like, thanks to the expat community. Some, some comedy nerds were in, like whatever, but it's a tough one to, to, to break through. But we did it and it was all very satisfying and a few days off and I was on the airport and uh, there's the only bit that sound like material because I have done as material, so I'll tell you it properly here. Um, we, I was in one of the airports, uh, I don't know, not New York, the other one, LaGuardia. And I was, I was literally about to put the bag onto the, onto the thing to book to go to Toronto, just the Canadian tour, when the text came through going, they're shutting it down, they're shutting everything down, everything's stopping now, get out of there. So I had to go, I had to get back into a taxi again to go all the way to JFK, which is luckily the same side of New York, where all the BA flights came over. And I had to go from BA, from BA back to London. And BA do like six flights a night, and I thought there must be a seat. I don't have a seat, I don't have a ticket. Uh, I have a ticket from Vancouver in a week's time to London. Maybe like take, take, take that in exchange. And I went and I thought, I'm going to have this. This, I said, shall be the performance of a lifetime. I shall create, oh my God, I will, I will, I will. I will. And I went to the desk and the woman said, I, I said, look, I need to, I don't have a ticket, but my family, oh my God, there is a pandemic coming. Please get me home to my family so I can draw them in and I could look after them. Please, oh my God, somebody needs to fight for tins of can, can tins of beans in a supermarket uh, in a while. Like, and I did a whole thing of, I've got to get back, please, I've got to get back. It's anything we do, I've got to fight. And she said, no, no, we can, well, we can stop this ticket. She even said, look, it's a more expensive ticket you have because it's from Toronto. I said, I don't mind. I don't <laughs> care. I just need to be home soon. And she said, no problem. And so you went tap, 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 tap. And she said, okay, I've got your seat. And she said, it's on a plane. It leaves in about half an hour, so you'd have to run. And I was there beside her going, I wanted a bit of dinner. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, and I was, I was hoping to buy some of those earbuds, uh, you know, the, wire, the noise cancelling ones, and I really wanted to, I had to get some gift for the kids. Uh, but it's too late now to go, do you, do you have a later one than that, actually? Because I've really gone big on, I need to get home now. And so I had to run through the airport in a real, oh, fuck, I could have, I should have just said any fight tonight, but I had to run through the airport and ran all the way to JFK where they're pulling the door closed on the jetway. Right. And I ran through and I arrived onto the plane sweating, sweating and out of breath and sat down to somebody who did it, who thought, oh great, there's nobody on my, they're about to close the doors, I've got, the, I've got an extra seat to myself. And then I arrive in with fucking sweat dripping <laughs> off me. The worst passenger to be sitting beside in March of 2020. I sit down beside and go, oh, I'm hot. Are you hot? I, know, I, just, I wasn't hot, but I'm suddenly hot. I'm so hot, Jesus, I'm so hot, I can't breathe. I can't breathe, oh my God. Oh, hold my hand, hold my hand. I don't know what to do like this. Fabulous. Well, I'm delighted you got home. I'm delighted we're no longer at home uh, and very much look forward to going and see Dara on tour, please. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Dara Breen! Thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Dara O'Brien. 
Thank you to Scampregard who provide the music to this show. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. I'm indebted to Chris Evans, not that one, and everyone at Go Faster Strike and all the team who record these shows and everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre and all those cool kids at ACAS. I would also like to thank the following people for backing our Kickstarter reward. Bruno Pacciaudi, David Hinchcliffe, Theakston, Dave Curran, Matt Sladen, Ian with two eyes, Ralfonzi El Magnifico, Steve Bradbury, Gary McLennan, Stephen Blair, Ewan Benson, David Boston, Alec Watson, John Lewis, Not The Shop, Andy McH, Greg, Sarah Hewitt, Steve Green, Emma F, JPH, Nick Huntington, David Frew, all the classics are in this episode, Guy, all the big ones, David Frew, Andy McH, they're all here. Uh, Ewan Benson, they're all here. Guy Trevelyan Edwards, Howie Collie, Pemsy Poodles, Arch Drood, M- Michelle Boland, Mike Conley, Zelda Pendlebury, Martin Harris, Moomin Biscuit, Isabel Lorian, Pete Aitken, A Shrek, Rachel K. Robertson. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz on GoFasterStrike.com production. Thank you for listening. Head to GoFasterStrike.com to buy downloads and books of mine and lots of cool comedians, shows, and other stuff they do. Thank you to Chris Evans again for all his hard work. Goodbye.